What? I mean, who has Jr. not fucked? Donna did not. No, Donna would like never do that. No. Donna would pour Tabasco sauce in her parts before she left. Oh God, that made me hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where sometimes we catch feelings and we're really not happy about it. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Josh, and I have an alibi. I'm, I'm Melanie, and I don't want to talk about my feelings, so I'm going to go get another drink. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, feelings are stupid. Step out. Fuck feelings. Yeah, fuck feelings. Mm. There but, we go. But we will not say fuck to these people because we love F-F. these people. We'll say, never mind. We'll just say we love these people because these are our Patreon members. We love Brendan Fillick. We love Captain America. We love Sheen Pie. We love Laura Bernheim. We love Brad Maholan. We love Anita Wren. And we love Kristen Carlano. You guys are awesome. And because of you guys, not only are we able to do this, but we are now able to start expanding. And we are now able to have like an official website and stuff. So we love you all. We love you all. Feelings. Nothing more than. Nothing more than. Feelings. You love our singing. You know it, even though it's terrible. (laughs) Wonderful. It's lovely. Um, And I will be doing um, karaoke with uh, Omri Katz at uh, 90s Con. Uh, No, he he will be at Uh, 90s Con in March. Um, Oh my God, if there's karaoke, I would pay $1,000. Oh, yeah. I love karaoke. I believe there was last year. I just wasn't there oh at the night. Over, over, you go for the whole weekend. You get the the parties. I think yeah. um, two members of the Backstreet Boys and two members of NSYNC are going to be there. Oh God! Nick I Co- wouldn't even know who they are. I'm just so yeah. I was not. I was too old for that. <laughs> I only know who Nick Carter is because his brother just died and he's been in the news. Mm. But um, yeah, he's in yeah. NSYNC, right? I have a story about. I believe it's Nick the Backstreet, was Backstreet Boys. Boys. Yeah, I and know. I think wasn't Nick Carter accused of sexual assault? A lot assault of stuff. He did drugs. Probably. Yeah, right after uh, right after Aaron died. It might not be, and Aaron was always saying that he was guilty of those sorts of things. So Aaron knew, but um, I don't know if it's wise for him to appear at these conventions right now. If he's in the middle of an accusatory process, it might and who could was that turn again? ugly. Nick Wait. Carter. Um. House of Carters. <laughs> the the blonde Backstreet yeah. Boy. I'm sure I've got some skeletons in my closet somewhere. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I buried them all. But um, Garland, I was going to say, you've never been accused of sexual assault, I don't think. So. God, I hope not. That's no, not but that's if, not if about I look back on things I say, I mean, you could say I sexually harass people. I mean, I just oh, say what comes out of my mouth. People. I don't mean I to. Ex- I, I accidentally sexually harassed a waiter. A while ago, because um, I so yes. I was I was having you I accidentally harassed. I, se- I accidentally sexually harassed him because I was um, eating my breakfast, which was sausage and eggs and toast. And then he was he thought I was done, and he went to take my plate away. And I said, "Oh wait, let me grab that sausage." And then, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh." oh. And then they, these older ladies sitting at the next table just started laughing at me, and my face turned super red. And then, could I uh, me like that? 
I don't think that yeah. was sexual harassment. I think he was fucking taking your plate away and you weren't done. <laughs> well, give me my sausage back, motherfucker. <laughs> so he ended up giving me a box and wrote sausages with a little smiley face on it. <laughs> sausage in the box. No, but um, before the 90s con comes up, uh, the weekend of the 20th of this month, the House of Mouse Expo down at the Embassy Suites in Kissimmee, Florida, Armory Cats will be there with the um, Hocus Pocus crew. So, and they, he, he said they may be planning a side jaunt over to the Magic Kingdom at Disney World, too. So, fun. Um, and then on the 31st of this month, Patrick Duffy, the Duff, and Linda Pearl. See, now I have to specify Pearl or Gray. Yeah. They will be doing a story and song on the 31st of January at 3 West Club in New York City from 12 to 2 p.m. And I noticed that Linda Pearl has announced a few dates in different locations. So, I don't know if they're planning a tour of some show together, but stay tuned for that. And uh, Atlanta this this month is uh, Days of the Dead, and Barbara. I know Barbara Eden's going to be there. Barbara, oh, they update it. Update it. Yeah, okay. And uh-huh. then the and then Deborah Sue Boris. It's the, but she's from the horror maybe, but she played. Caroline, isn't that what I said? Caroline, she was like a waitress or something in Dallas. Okay, and that was yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Voorhees? Deborah Sue <laughs> Voorhees. Is, that's, who, that's who I wanted to go for in the first place. Now I know Barbara Eden's there. Barbara Eden's going to go, yep. Barbara Eden's going to be there with. Uh, herself. So see, <laughs> wow. Barbara Eden will be there with Mario De La Casa, who does, uh, did a lot of the paintings that are at South Fork of the cast members. And he has a JR yeah. belt buckle. And mm-hmm. uh, a shout out to Mario, whose birthday was January 7th. Happy birthday, Mario. Mario. Which leads into um, birthdays. And Mm -hmm. I did want to – we failed to mention – at least I did because I do these things. Uh, Diane McBain, who played Dee Dee uh, Mm -hmm. on Dallas in this season that we're watching now. Uh, She died on the 21st of December, uh, Mm -hmm. just before Christmas. I remember you saying that. My daughter's birthday. Oh. And Sherilyn Retino was born uh, January 13th, 1956. Unfortunately, she's not with us any longer. Um, she died young of, of some freak thing, didn't she? It's like lupus, I believe. Lupus. You got something, something like th- I, I was wondering if it was like a illness or something, but she died young. This, yeah. um, I think it was Cat's lupus. daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the, lupus. And then he died it a year an, later. It was autoimmune. It's an autoimmune thing, but it it was ba- it stemmed from her lupus. But I think it was something else. But it was caused from her immune deficiency gotcha. from the lupus. Yeah. And he and uh-huh. he and he died a year later. Or so That's she died so around ninety five, and then he died like ninety six. Well, that'll do it. If your kid dies, I can't even imagine. Mm. Oh, I would die. Mm-hmm. I would nope. Just d- d- start digging my. I hole. mean, look at look at Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Right. Yep. One hundred percent. Prime example. Who, by the way, Carrie Some Fisher the- came up in my memories today of her sitting in a trash can holding a bottle of wine when she was twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Carrie Fisher. And I, was like, I was like, yes. Yeah. 
Barry Jenner, who played um, uh, Dr. Kenderson. Jerry and, Kenderson. And played uh, Donna Mills' husband on Knott's Landing, or ex-husband. Um, mm. Who's the one JR called the good doctor? Spo- spoiler alert, sorry. Um, yeah. In <laughs> season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was, uh, his birthday, January 14th. He was born 1941. He would be 82. 41. January 14th was also the... 37th anniversary of Donna Reed passing away. Aww. <coughs> Poor Donna Reed. <sighs> and, Glenn, and lastly, Glenn Corbett, who played uh, Paul Morgan, uh-huh. the uh, Donna and Ray's attorney. Yeah. He died mm. uh, January 16th, 1993, so 30 years ago. Yeah. That's all I got. Right before my That's 17th birthday. All right. So tonight we are talking about. This is a big one, guys. Season five, episode 23, episode 100 of this series. Triple Woo! digits, triple digits. Blackmail. Cliff. I love you, Sue Ellen. I want you to marry me. Now that I own that Wellington property, there isn't anything I can't give Sue Ellen. There's no way that you can keep us apart. Why are you doing all this, J.R.? Because I love you. And I need you, and I want you on Southwark again. Cliff wants to marry me. I told you, if you didn't stop saying Sue Ellen, I was going to destroy you, and I did. You just don't know it yet. It was written by Leonard Katzman, directed by Michael Priest, and aired on March 19th, 1982. And also, the week of March 19th, 1982, the number one billboard hit in the U.S. was I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, which, which is a personal favorite of mine. I love Joan Jett. Um, the number one I film can. in the U.S. was released this day, so I guess it was number one the day it came out, which was ugh, Porky's. Ah, I love Porky's too. God, I have not seen Porky's in a million years, and I think it will not. Um, Also, uh, top news stories. Yes, Uh, top news stories from this week ending on Friday uh, in 1982. T.J. Hooker premiered on ABC, starring William Shatner. And I think Heather Heather Locklear, too, I believe. Yep. Who Um, was doing double duty on Dynasty at the same time. Yes. She was Bobby Bobby Joe? Sammy Joe. Was she with with Tommy Lee yet at that point? No. (laughs) No, not yet. Okay. It was like, yeah. It's P-T-L, pre-Tommy Lee. Um, The four, so, and then four Dutch TV crew members were shot dead in El Salvador. Which sucked. And uh, singer Teddy Pendergrass uh, was in a car accident and severed his spinal cord, which I did not even know that happened. I didn't either. What year was that? I, 1982. I knew he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. I didn't know how. It I did not know. I didn't know he yeah. was. I thought he just always sat down and sang. Yeah, I just, I don't and know. A, and a friend of mine did not know Stevie Wonder was blind. He just thought he wore sunglasses all the time. <laughs> He's just really bright inside all the time. Because when mm, I told okay. him the story about driving a car up the mountain with Elton John and Stevie Wonder, they let Stevie Wonder drive. My friend goes, so? Yeah, Stevie's blind. He's like, no, really? Jeez. <laughs> and we have a born on this day and died on this day. 
for today. Born on this day is Adam Pally or Paley. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He's an actor who was in the show's Happy Ending and The Mindy Project. (laughs) Happy Ending sounds bad. I know. I I think, I I feel like it was just like a regular show. Um, And then died today was Randy Rhodes, who was in quiet, a founding member of Quiet Riot. And he was also in Ozzy Osbourne's (laughs) band. Black Sabbath? Nope, he was not in Black Sabbath. He was in the Ozzy Osbourne band, which uh, put out like Blizzard of Oz and. um, Okay. uh, No one. I was like, wait, Black Sabbath? No, he had more than one band. Yes. When it was just, I believe it was the Osborne band. And if uh, we, for those of us that grew up back in that time period, uh, Adam Rich, who was on Eight is Enough, just died this week at 54 years Uh, old. Oh, that's right. 54 is young. I saw it yesterday. He's so young. What the heck? He was the youngest kid on Eight is Enough, right? Yeah, he was a little uh, mop head. Yeah, he was only like like 54. That, like, that means insane. he's like 10 years older than us. Yeah. How yeah. fucking weird is that? It's not you, Melanie. Uh, you youngin'. Melanie's a youngin'. <laughs> She's a oh, no, you. Ah, I'm a small. 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 Okay. Oh, mm. um, and, and on Dallas. And on Dallas. Did we all see a man named Joe Smith? Um... Writing down Joe Bobby's Smith. license. Writing down Bobby's <laughs> license plate number. Yes, Joe Smith. That Joe Smith. is Jonathan Goldsmith, the most the most interesting man in the world, who later came back to Dallas as a character named Bruce Harvey. Okay, I was like, ah. isn't that Bruce Harvey? I was so confused. Okay, and he also had a reoccurring role on Knott's Landing as well. Mm. Okay, I. Yeah, all right, good. I thought I was going crazy. Was, I was like, I thought he was a different character on the show. What's happening? On Knott's Landing, he was involved in stolen auto parts, so he uh, has a tendency hmm. to play crooked characters. And hmm. he has a wonderful birthday of September 26th, which is my birthday. Oh, lovely. Only cool people are born on that day. This episode was number one in the ratings. And the falling out between Barbara Belgetti's and Susan Howard's characters did not affect their off-screen relationship. They loved working together and had a lot of respect for each other. And it was uh, difficult to play them estranged. Uh, but they are true professionals, and they yes. they did it. Additionally, uh, there's a big goof in, um, at the 28... 25, 28 minutes and 25 second mark in the show. Bobby is reading a newspaper article about the death of Jeff Faraday. Uh, and if you pause it and try to read the article, only the first article or the first paragraph is related to the death of Jeff Faraday. And the rest of it is literally just some other story that they just threw in there because they didn't think anyone this would ever pause it. Transient shot. Yes, that is, yes. Transient shot, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so they only, they didn't think anyone would ever pause that. And they were incorrect. Except for Mary. (laughs) Because they didn't think we would be watching this uh, 41 years later. They they, they definitely did not. All right, so we open on South Fork. Another rainy night at South Fork. Yes. Another rainy night. I love a rainy night. I love to watch. JR comes home and he's, he's talking about how uh, fond he's grown of Christopher and then saying how much he misses John Ross. And Ellie and Pam actually feel bad for him. Pam. Pam. Yeah. Pam. 
Pam. Pam. I think that's only because he's being nice to her kid. Right. That's what I think. And I think uh, with Ellie, before JR comes in, Ellie and Pam and Bobby were discussing uh, Lucy's supposed reconciliation with Mitch and how she's not going to be home for a few days. Yeah, we're just not home. Mm. Okay. And then uh, JR rambles about uh, at Bobby about someone turning Sue Ellen against him. And I'm like, dude, that call is coming from within the house. Uh-huh. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> right? <laughs> JR, like, like none of your behavior in your lifetime had yeah, anything to do with. He's been a perfect angel the whole time. Okay. Have another one, Jr. But Ellie tries to make him feel better about uh, John Ross, and uh, Jr. uses that moment to make a weird remark about Bobby having a kid. And Bobby, like in that moment, looks at him like, "What?" And mm-hmm. he, he knows like something's up because he's like, "What was like, that about?" This is not mm-mm. right. It, it's kind of like when Miss Ellie was like, "Are you sure it was Jr. in the last episode?" It was right. like. Miss Ellie, when is it not Jr.? Spidey's senses are a tingling that something's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm, tingle, tingle. I, I have a question, though. I have a general question. Is that just the way Patrick Duffy looks, or does he wear, like, some eyeliner? Sometimes it looks like he does. I, I feel like this whole episode, this, there's eyeliner or mascara or something. They may have – do they put eyeliner and mascara? Did they put that kind of makeup on the men? Some maybe sometimes I don't know because I know I know they put powder on them mm-hmm. sometimes for the light and that base stuff too like they put like a mm-hmm. and in the 2012 series they actually had have come out with HD makeup oh, yeah for sure, high yeah. definition filming so because there's a huge difference yeah and you know what's crazy I've like some of the people that like when I watched SVU being filmed in New York, like I know, like the, the actors, like they, they looked better in person than they did on cam, like on the show on camera. And I'm like, I don't understand. That's because like, HD shows like every to, pore you have, it shows you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it shows like all the wrinkles and stuff. And then you just like, you're standing like right next to them and you're like, Oh my God, your skin is amazing. Like what the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't HD makeup doesn't make any sense to me y'all that's all I'm gonna say like I, I've seen Suzanne Summers is on Instagram now and she's been doing some live videos I guess her husband has been recording her yeah and she has been on pushing products and she's not wearing makeup and it's almost like Love that. It's like the first time you've seen her without makeup and it's yeah that's awesome it's a it's good, and it's it's a little startling in a way because you're so used to seeing her one way, but to see her natural, it, it just it throws you for a moment, and then you come back into like, yeah, good for you, come on, and she's just, also in the age of the me. heavy makeup too. So you're used to seeing her with, I mean, not like heavy ugly, but like a lot of '80s makeup, right? You know, to like, cover like right. stuff up. Like Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis does that sometimes where she, she'll like have a photo shoot where she's not in makeup. She did that one where she was just in like a bra and underwear. She's like, this is what my body looks like now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I love that. You know? I don't know. Wait a minute. How old is Susie in Summers now? She's going to be like 70. She's 70 something. Six maybe. Cause she was in her late twenties in the seventies or she's early eighties. Okay. So what? For 76 and for having had a little work done, she looks pretty good. I mean, Linda Gray, her, like, they all do. That, like, they little look amazing. Pock, I know. Right. Ugh, so jealous. Linda Gray didn't have any work done. No. But I'm saying, think about if 
if she would have. She, she doesn't have perfect. anything. She doesn't even have a little, a little Botox. Like a little. I mean, I don't, I don't count that as work. No, that is actually Botox doesn't work. Yeah, it's true. No, it's because actually, like it's a, she looks unless you're John Kerry's wife, and that really it's they, a, it's she went overboard with the Botox. Yeah, you can get approved for migraines, but I just don't want to do it. I'm like, I'll just keep no. taking my medicine. I'm Usually, fine. that's not Botox though. That's when you get the fillers, and then it's oh, like the fillers, okay. the fillers. The fillers make you go. And did everybody see Priscilla at the Golden Globes uh, last night? No, I, I don't watch, watch award ceremonies. Oh. I, I just, I just saw them. the I just saw the clip on the news because uh, Austin Butler won for actor in Elvis. Did he? And, I saw uh, that. I did see that um, on Facebook again. I, I watched his speech and he th- he thanked them and he just you know was gushing I like for love. I watched an award show if Lisa somebody gave a damn about is on it, but <laughs> other than that, right. like I only want to see if he wins the Academy Award for Elvis. Uh, is he nominated? He's probably going to be. Uh, they oh, haven't okay. announced we haven't the nomination, had nomination yet. yet. Okay. I mean, he did a it good job. tomorrow. Though. It might huh? be tomorrow. Back to South Fork. Back to South Fork. So JR visits Christopher in his room, knowing for the first time that it's his kid. You don't know it, Christopher, but I'm your daddy. <laughs> what is it with talking in front of the children? Like later in the episode, JR and Sue Ellen seen like three feet from John Ross, who's eating his macaroni and cheese. We'll get there. <laughs> We'll you know, I don't understand why Jr. like just took it for face value, but when he was so vehemently opposed that he was that he could have been John Ross's father in the beginning. He thinks he has super sperm. Mm-hmm. Well, then, then he would have thought he was John Ross's father. If, then he would have thought uh, he was John Ross's father. I think he just wanted to be an asshole to Sue Ellen. I think that's probably what he wanted to do. He was pulling a power move with Sue Ellen, yeah. and he wanted to. It was. Extra because she was had been involved with Cliff Barnes. His it was extra with that, and also it's Jr. who has weird issues with commitment and um, actually like feelings. And I feel like that thing where he's going to commit himself to feel love for his son, he wanted to make sure that was actually his son. Like he he didn't want to give that. Unless it was his, I feel like, right. because yeah. he has intimacy fucking issues, obviously. As he would say, I'm not giving love to a bastard child. <laughs> kind of an I, Whatever. I, I get those feelings. I get those feelings. I do. Even, even from a different standpoint. Yeah. But yeah. I can understand not wanting to get it. Well, I do understand not wanting to get attached to a child that may not be yours. Especially, especially if you're having problems with the child's mother. Yeah. 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 Right. Like that makes it worse because there are a lot of guys out there who will raise another man's kid, like his step parents, yeah. you know. But oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Jared's not, not one of those people, though. He's he's no. not selfless at all. He's no. a dad. In this scene, when he's talking to Christopher, he's literally like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're my son because now I can use that against my brother." You're like, holy shit, dude! Like you don't give a shit about this kid at all. You're, okay, you're a fucking psychopath. You know. Yeah. He. He is playing a game of chess, and every person around him is he a is. pawn on the chessboard. He is. Totally. Mm-hmm. And Ewing Oil is the queen prize. Oh, it is the queen prize. And then we cut to Roger. Okay, this is fucking terrifying. This is awful. This is The scene is this, awful. Ro- Roger's taking pictures of a crying Lucy while he demands that she smile. Make love to the camera, he says to her. He's a piece of shit. Ew. Can you ring that bell, please? I don't have my tutor, but... He's a piece of yeah. shit. 
He is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He tells her to like make love to the camera and uh, like she's weeping. She's weeping. Yeah, this, and wait, this and whole, wait till, all wait of Lucy's scenes later. were very, very triggering. It's yeah, very, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, she tries to make a run for it. She she sees a, an escape. She tries to make a run for it. He grabs her and then forcibly kisses her. And it's just fucking terrible. It's awful. Slaps her in the face, too. That's later. Oh, later, yes. That's later. Right now he does That's kisses, later. which is basically the same thing. It's still an act of aggression. Like that that awful kissing is an act of aggression. It's terrible. Don't like it. Ugh. Then we cut to LTS travel. Mm-hmm. Where Bobby <laughs> is buying a six hundred and seventy four dollar ticket from Dallas to Rio under in the name coach. of in coach, coach under the name of Jeff Jeff Faraday. That's pretty expensive. I would think. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, one for nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. That seems a little pricey. A coach ticket. Well, you're leaving nowadays, the country. I mean, it was five hundred bucks for me to go to Dallas <laughs> in November. Right, but that so. was during that was during an oil crisis too, I believe, wasn't it? And that in the early eighties. Are we not and, having an oil crisis right now? I know okay, going, we are again, but <laughs> I, I'm saying that's probably why. And it's international that's travel. True. International and it's international travel, travel which, but sometimes that's not that bad. Okay, for example, I was supposed to go to England in 2020, which got canceled. So I bought tickets, and they were $458 a piece. And when I rebooked them, the same when I rebooked them, and that's uh, that's a round trip. When I rebooked them in 2020 for 2023 next summer, they are now like $1,700 a piece. Ugh. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. A big difference. Mm -mm. A little difference. Yeah. Anyway. That's why we have people give us travel gift cards. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. So we cut to Ewing Oil. JR is dictating a letter to Sly uh, about how they aren't interested in going into solar energy at this time. Bad idea. Spoiler alert, leave it up to Christopher Ewing later in uh, 2012. (laughs) So I think you should be open to all alternative energy, JR. Like, oil's not the way. Yeah. Like, you've got geologists who probably tell you this shit. Like, it's 1982. How long are these, like, resources going to last? There was only so many dinosaurs. But not that smart. There are only so much oil that comes from. The population right. of dinosaurs. Only so many dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. And don't you know about not putting all of your eggs in one basket? And did you notice the ancient VCR and the TV behind him in the background? I did not. No. <laughs> it was one of the state, state it, of the art. It, it was a pop up VCR. Oh, a top loader? We had one of those too. We had one too. I love them. And we had the beta before the VHS. Oh, ooh. Uh-huh. Now, beta yeah. was a superior to VHS. Nice. Well, we had yeah. it before. Really? But it was better quality. It's better the quality it was like, than VHS. You know what, so when you would push yeah. down and then the VHS. I remember, I remember our first cable service. It was a Starcase. I don't know what our first one was, but I know we had it, but it was like a big and it deal. And it. Pa- it was a wood paneled box. Oh, yeah. Where the, you had the buttons? And then there was, Yep, and there was Best, mm-hmm. and then there was another one called uh, Preview, P-R-E-V-U-E. Yes. And our remote controls to our TV were fucking as big as an iPad. <laughs> and they go, clack, 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 when you And the first the remote controls were with uh, hooked with the little, uh, like, a cord to the VCR. Oh, yeah, that was the first. And that was a real hot, like, click, click, click. But then the one with the batteries, it was like, 
that long. Like it was like <laughs> ginormous. A, like one of those big like matchboxes, like the long ones. Yeah. And I remember um, pushing the buttons and it would go. <laughs> well, when you push the button, and I love that noise. I love it on this day. They would actually click when you yeah. push them down. Yeah. And it's like a weird like, a clicker. A clicker. Oh, well, hot damn. Mm-hmm. It's a clacker. It's a clacker. Pass me the clicker. So JR has Sly make him a reservation at the um, Slutty Dress Waitress Club. I mean, the Cattleman's Club. <laughs> <laughs> For lunch. Uh-huh. And, and then who, that barnacle comes gloating into the office. Cliff comes. He wants to gloat about the Wellington deal. And this is painful to watch because yeah. we know what happened with the Wellington right. deal. And Cliff coming to gloat about it, it just is painful. Just my favorite line uttered by JR ever. I think, what well, Barnes, you just get dumber and dumber, dumber every day. day. <laughs> like, and he's, he's all like blustery, like, get out! And then he's just like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> like his face, he's like, like it's instant. Get out of my business. Business. He, business. He, he, I love he how merrily, he talks. He and Marilee did great acting jobs to Cliff in this whole. They really did. They did do good acting jobs. You know, they should take a bow. Um, I like how uh, Cliff tells Jr. that he just doesn't know how to treat women, which isn't wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. And at this point in the show, no spoilers, but I feel Cliff still knows how to treat women correctly. At this point. At this point, yes. At this point, at this point, at this very, at this very, any statements about the future because it would be untrue. At this juncture, at this juncture, wouldn't be prudent. At this juncture, (laughs) George Barr, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to marry Sue Ellen. Get out of here, Barnes. Get get out of here, you 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 little weasel. Get (sighs) Donna and Ray, Donna and Ray, Donna and Ray. Ray. Discussing Miss Ellie's denial of Jock's well, death and how she's... I think she's conflicted with good reason, but she's also spot on. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Miss Ellie not... Ray's like, oh, Miss Ellie's a strong woman. Donna's like, she's not dealing with Jock's death at all. Like, she's not. No, she is just completely... Doesn't exist in her world. Everything is fine. Just Jock is just... He's just not there. He's just, just away on, on business. A long, long business trip. And... I think it's she's not sure that the book is worth what it's what, what it's, it's doing. Do. Yeah. Would you continue with this book if you were her? Um mm-hmm. I think I w- I think I would have done what Donna's going to do coming up. I I would only continue I would continue once I had told Miss Ellie about it and gotten her blessing, but she needs to talk to Miss Ellie first. Yeah, because it's going to air some dirty laundry about the Ewings again, right? So she, I think the the good thing, just as a person and as a PR thing, is to get ahead of it. Yes, right. Anytime there's a scandal, you got to get ahead of it. Well, and that's the thing. Usually, when there's a, a story about to break, they they call the the person or the representative of the person that it's about to drop about and be like, "Do you have any comment?" Mm-hmm. So, and that's like that's like just a courtesy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. In case you know, you want to rebut or say anything before this goes to press, because guess what? I'm putting rebut. it out there. Rebut. rebut. I'll let me say I like how they say like they weren't immediately. They did not immediately respond. So 
They did after they got pissed off and they really responded then. And I wonder like, how much time did you give them? Did you give them like 10 minutes? Six and a half minutes. Six and a half. We were on a deadline. Well, it's like that Prince Harry interview on 60 Minutes the other night. At the end, they were like, "We." so we gave the the palace, uh, they wanted to respond to any of these comments. And they said that they only would respond to it if they could watch it ahead of time, which we never do. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) So I bet they're all like sitting in the living room going, Go 60 Minutes. I am listening to that book right now, and it is fabulous. The Prince Harry interview that was on 60 Minutes, I think... Mm. uh, or is it the ABC special? I don't know. Something just came out on Hulu. Is that the one? Oh, well, there's one on Hulu, too. There was one on Netflix. They had a show. I think. Okay. There's a sh- okay. Because I, wa- I watch Harry and Meghan on Netflix. Yeah, me too. I'm totally Team Harry. Yeah, for real. Especially after that fight between William and Harry at the uh, yeah. house that time. So, yeah, I'm- Donna is conflicted with good reason. She's spot on. She has, she has a good reason to be worried. Yes. Yeah. Especially with the Ellie end. in denial about the death. And Clayton can't really deny his feelings anymore. And he needs to go away. It's like, there it is. And we need to drink because Sue Ellen says, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. So we have to drink. There's a lot of drinking in this episode, by the way. There's a lot of times we have to drink. That's my kind of episode, Mary. (laughs) He says he has to, I have to be. Uh, I have to be alone and away from you. And Suellen just looks like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he tells her about the conversation with JR. And that JR mm-hmm. may be right. You right. may be wrong, but you may be right. And she's like, but that's not true, right? Because huh, you totally don't want to have sex with me. And he's like, huh, but I realized I might. <laughs> she's like, oh, God. And she's like, Oh, now, Sarah, we've, we've had this conversation before, but this is, this is not where daddy becomes daddy. Oh, daddy. Ew. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) It's not like, Hey daddy. It's Uh, daddy. daddy. The first time a man asked me to call him daddy, I'm going to say, get the fuck out of here. I mean, don't like do it. whatever kink you have, but I don't need to be part of that. Yeah, you can say that, but I'm not, not, not going to call you daddy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, Neil, that's, that's Neil exactly before it. daddy. We are not kinking. My God, my virgin ears! What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God, my poor dog is looking at me like, "Are you okay, Mom?" No, I'm not. Josh just said something horrible. Neil before oh, daddy. Terrible, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Nah, 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 man, that ain't it. No. That's cool if that's your thing, but no, just not mine. It's fine. It's Let fine. me make this very clear. We are not kink shaming at all. We're not. However, the three of us. Nope. Yeah, I'm not kink shaming at any mama. I'm going to just tell you all. Mm-hmm. And I just, just, hey, that ain't another, my cup of tea. Another name you want me to call you? Fine, but just that? I don't. No. Call no. me Herbert. Oh. <laughs> just made that call, up. Call me Danger Noodle. Yeah, <laughs> that's better than Daddy. It's better. It's like, better. You, you saw that article I sent in the group? Yeah, that, no, I was, was trying to open it in a car and I must kill myself because I was trying to. God, I couldn't don't believe do they that. used it. You've already run off the road once. Yeah. I couldn't believe they used mm. Danger Noodle in the in the headline. That's what so I said. Funny. I was like, you think that would be like maybe in the article, but it's like the headline. It's like Danger Noodle headline. in the suitcase. 
Well, you guys, they're talking about a snake, not a fucking dildo. So there's that. Well, you're not sure. <laughs> they're talking about a note. Especially if you're Patricia Shepard and she's into all of her little kinky anal and all that weird beads oh. and stuff. Oh. <laughs> okay, that literally was like from what some some caption this thing like literally where did that even come oh, no. from it, it was, was like one of our very first episodes it is like season it. two it's our season it's two canon. because she was oh, like, no, weird, like about a man that's, just, well, that's canon in our universe in our ewing oh. barbecue universe okay okay so we're doing the au thing okay, I that makes sense. i gotcha okay. i gotcha okay yeah in, in our okay. universe patricia shepherd okay. is into some kinky shit but you know and she likes it in the back door <laughs> we need to stop giving him prompts <laughs> y'all i mean just like, like an open door and he's like i got it you had too much wine i'm sorry now, speaking <laughs> okay. of speaking of speaking of dumb 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 things dumb, bobby pulls dumb, up dumb. in his convertible takes a thing of money out leaves his untopped unlocked convertible there on the side of the road with his briefcase sitting in the car with whatever company documents or whatever could be in that briefcase for any Joe Schmo to come walking by and just go yoink and walk and away. Also, with his- so, okay. we need to drink twice because oh, God. as he pulls up into the perfect parking spot, drink, um, he squeals his tires. Drink, drink. Drink, drink. And did you see the store that he is parked, like, that is in front of him? <laughs> the store is called Mark of the Carpetbagger. I'm like, what is that? Surprise, so called bagger, the Carpetbagger. The store. So the Carpetbagger is, uh, I think it's pretty much like a damn Yankee, isn't it? Yeah, that's a person who came and, like, made money in the South, I think, right? And so, but it, yeah. the, the store is called Mark the Carpetbagger. So, like, what are they selling? Are they selling carpets? Are they selling Maybe bags? he's a carpet. Maybe they- he's a carpet man. It, <laughs> hey, it's I don't it's know. It's a scoundrel. Spoiler alert. It's one of Mark Grayson's side businesses. <laughs> so, I'm going to do <laughs> probably Mark. It's part of Grayson. Mark, <laughs> Mark of the Carpetbagger? Mark, Mark the Carpetbagger. Mark the carpet bagger. Okay, yeah. so we're He's gonna calling himself a carpet bagger. So I don't know. Fuck I Mark. If... Mark was that filmed in in California? Because it there's, it's a carpet. It's a carpet cleaning service in Santa Monica. Oh, it might be because it could have totally been filmed in and yeah, in they were California in California easily. at this point. They were yeah. in California. Did you see the palm tree Fiber in the Mark. background? I did not see Fiber it. Mark. Mark the car- the carpet bagger. <laughs> uh, so it was filmed in Santa Monica. That's hilarious. Oh. Oh my it God. was founded in 1963. Oh, yeah. So it was totally that. It was filmed in Santa Monica. So funny. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. It started in Los Angeles, 1963. Yeah. Okay. And so he enters an apartment labeled Furnished Apartments. <laughs> what? That seems weird to me. It's like, hey, here's the projects. Slap a label on it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> It was 419 Dwyer, as yeah. we later learned, apartment number mm-hmm. 202. 202. He goes in to meet Jeff Faraday. Oh, yo, Faraday is slightly dead. Well, Faraday knock, is knock. slightly No answer. So he decides, I'm going to turn the handle and just go in. So he he goes in. Place is ransacked. Barehanded. The place is ransacked. He looks over. 
Faraday is unconscious on the floor. Commercial break. We with come a, back from commercial with a, with, with, a, with a bloody spot. Well, when, we come, when we come back from commercial break, we see that there is one little bloody spot, just one little bloody spot on his chest. Like, there's no other blood, just on his chest. <laughs> and then... Um, so he was obviously not shot by any of the Shepherd sisters. Yeah. If they not, have poor aim. Yeah. Um, and so he's dead. So Bobby decides, in his infinite wisdom... I'm going to touch every single thing in this apartment with my bare hands. And then call the police. And then after the fact, he to report a homicide. And then after the fact, he's going to take the handkerchief out and wipe a couple of things, like the phone and the, and the door handle. And he's going to call about else. the murder in the apartment that the murder took place. And then he's going to maybe kind of wipe it off. And then as soon as he wiped it off, he just started touching everything else in the apartment with his bare hands again. What Bobby's terrible at this. Terrible. And then he goes and leaves only the most interesting man in the world, Jonathan Goldsmith, sees him and writes Ewing Four down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have to take another drink because he squeals as his car takes off. Ah. Bobby. I, can't, I cannot do a third tonight, you guys. I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby gets the dumb dumb award for the night. Yeah, stupid. He is not a criminal mastermind. Then we cut to Ewing Oil. Do we cut to Ewing Oil? Oh, yes. yes we we do. cut to Ewing Oil. So Ellen has left JR a message. So JR calls her back, and girl is pissed about Clayton. She reads him the riot act. That phone is probably burning right now. Ooh. Yeah, the main points I took away from this conversation is uh, she. Is happy because she just wants Jr. to be in pain, and then Jr. says, and when he hangs up, he says, "One down, barns to go." And whatever are you doing about that, Jr.? Hmm. Are you doing anything at all about that? Meanwhile, Cliff says uh, that uh, his barns knows. Because uh, he has inherited Digger's nose for oil, is telling him to start drilling now on the Wellington land. And Marilee so is inherit- like, "Go ahead, that's a great idea. Just go ahead and drill." What? Well, but Cliff, don't you think we should get another geologist report first? No, no, we're gonna. Did he inherit Digger's liver too? I think he inherited Digger is. Uh, what do you call it? Um, doing things without thinking too much about them. That's what I said, Cliff. You don't have Digger's nose. He does not have Digger's no. nose. You have you have his impulse control. I impulse. think. Impulse. Thank you. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Cliff says he'll be at the bank in the morning, get a half a million dollar check ready, and he calls Forrest and tells him to get the check ready. And I can just picture Forrest on the other end, Mister Bounds. Well, well, we can't do it that way. Mm. You know, we got, we got, we got committees. We got to go before. I can't just pull it. You want me to pull it out of research and development? <laughs> I'm a dumb cowboy. So, <laughs> oh, speaking of Donna and Ray and Ellie. Yes. Uh, yeah. We cut to South Fork. Donna has come to see Ellie. Um, and she, so she tells Ellie the story of what happened with Sam and, but she smartly omits Jock from 
the actual story. She's just like Sam and his partner. And I think just to get a feel, like, does Ellie know this story? Does she not know the story? And Ellie does not seem to know the story. Ellie thinks this is terrible. Probably not. This is a story Ellie didn't know about. Why would I know anything about this? Well, yeah, she's just like, I don't know anything about that, blah, blah, blah. Um, Why would Jock know anything? Jock didn't. Why would he know anything about this? Think of all the things that Jock kept from her. So many Amanda? Yeah. Amanda, uh, I don't know. Margaret, Margaret Krebs. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the things. All the things. Yeah. Basically anything mm-hmm. kind of sus he did, he just kind of left out. Joanna Lessing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go to the book. Mm-hmm. So, so then she says, well, you know, Jock is the other partner in the story and Ellie is aghast. <laughs> About even thinking that this is true. She says it's a lie. And Donna sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> yes. You smell like lies. beef and cheese. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. Um, so she and Donna's like, look, I'm just here because I found this this happened, and I'm here to get your permission. Cause I would never pr- print this without your permission, because I you know, I didn't know if you already knew. And then she's, and then Ellie just turns on her, like, like her head you spins around, ahead. basically. You, 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 you print your book, and I will go ahead and sue you through every court in the land. Yeah, like a little overboard, Ellie. She was literally like, "I'm not going to do this if you don't want me to." And Ellie's like, "No, do it, and then I'll sue you." And you're like, "Whoa, lady, settle down." Get out of it's, my house. It's finally like... It was like Jekyll and Hyde. It's, it's coming out. I'm like, dude, like you could literally just say no, Ellie. You could just be like, yeah. no, I'd rather that doesn't come out. And she likes no, Donna. Story. And she likes yeah, Donna, so she got I think she would be different with her. She turns on her like... Burr. It's bad. It's bad. Like exorcist Burr. style. Like she's like basically pea soup is coming out of her mouth. Like... Bleh. Linda Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Then we cut to Sue Ellen sitting in the dark. And then, ding dong, it's Cliff. The he comes in and kisses her. And he's all excited about his oil deal, and he comes to propose. He's Yikes. got a big old rock. With embezzled money. Wait, wait, are you talking it's about the ring or the lie. rock in his pants? Oh, I mean, <laughs> there's which two one rocks. did he buy with, with embezzled money? Did he buy the dick in his pants with embezzled money? Is a dick in your pants? Is <laughs> a dick in your pants? I mean, um, if he had to buy that dick with embezzled money, that's a, he's doing worse than we thought. <laughs> right. Damn. She doesn't say yes or no. It's not a yes. I it's not a no. She can't get married right now. She just this. Her life is chaotic. Well, she, she just got divorced like a year ago. Like, right. She should not be marrying anyone. Definitely, but. And no. it's it's funny because we watch these episodes so can watch them so quickly. We go, oh, that happened almost a year ago, and it's like, wait, I know, but I only watched that. Uh, I know because I watched like I blew through in a season of Falcon Crest in like three weeks, and then I'm going, oh, it just seems like that happened yesterday, but it really happened like ten months ago. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Bobby comes home in the rain. It's it's raining a lot. That's uh in this episode. Yeah, it's, well, it's it's the spring. That's true. It's it's spring. He's missed dinner. Yes, and you can hear the thunder outside. Damn you, you missed dinner. I'm worried about dinner. Well, you missed dinner. He's he's not the only one that missed dinner. I'm sure Ellie missed dinner. 
Yes, uh, it turns out Ellie as well missed dinner. And I Did don't she know miss if Lucy, she's pissed? Uh, I don't know if Lucy made she any dinner issues. where she is right now either. Probably not. Well, not anything she wants. Probably being force-fed sausage. Yeah, she's going to be force-fed things she doesn't want. Poor Lucy! Ugh. Ugh, God. Um. So, yeah. So, uh, JR decides to break out Sue Ellen's affidavit. Like, out of nowhere. And the birth certificate. Uh. Yeah. And Bobby's like, oh, shit. And then he says, I don't mind uh, Christopher calling me Uncle JR. Ugh, gross. Uh, it's just going to cost Bobby his voting shares, his 20 voting shares in Ewing Oil. Uh, and, but, know, and mostly I, I, because of the I, Sue Ellen thing. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take Christopher away. I mean, it, it, you're you're having a child. It's probably the best thing, and it took Pam from the top of a building to the safety of a nursery. <laughs> Which unfortunately is true, but ugh, I hate that Jr. says it like that. He's an ass. Don't give me that crap. No. <laughs> uh, and then Bobby uh, drinks. <laughs> yeah, and Jr. leaves his. Uh, glass on the little table off to the side by the couch and walks out. Yeah. Nice little thing Trace for Teresa to clean up. up. Yeah. yeah. After him. Yep. A- af- after she finishes having sex with Raul, she's going to come. <laughs> or before. Either or. Or during. <laughs> Damn. Hey, you don't know what goes on when the lights go out at that ranch. <laughs> you never know. The next morning, uh, Bobby is checking the newspaper to see if there's any news about Faraday. And he's like going page by page by page. And then like near oh, no, the, end no, of the, no. the end of the paper is when he sees the article, which is the little bit like the only the first paragraph has anything to do with Jeff Faraday. Transient shot. Mm-hmm. Not even a name, just transient. Just tran- Yeah, because I don't even really know who he is yet. And I think it was right. supposed to be some sort of like shady hotel. No, no, it was it was furnished furnished apartments. Furnished remember? apartments, yeah. <laughs> Upon mass, everyone suddenly seems to realize that something might be up with Ellie. Um, she was weird last night at dinner, which we didn't we we did not see dinner, but everyone's like, yeah, she was a little weird at dinner. Um, and then she's not at breakfast. And Jr. tells Bobby he wants to see him at the office later. He does. And Pam can't get over how much JR is into Christopher all of a sudden. Yeah, if only, well, if only you knew. Oh, damn. If only you knew. <laughs> oh, God. Half, half of Christopher half of Christopher came out of his nut. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. So then Bobby checks on Ellie, who is wordlessly emoting, so we have to drink. She's looking at pictures. And she wants to be left alone, like Greta Garbo. Like like Greta Garbo. I want to be alone. Oh, boy. Melanie, what? what? I said, oh, boy. Do you <laughs> don't like that reference? No, just she's drinking alone. She wants to be left alone. Like, oh, boy. Oh, I drink alone. Okay. This is not good. She should not be left alone. Just she FYI. Should, probably not. She should <laughs> she be. Should absolutely. I got it. She's processing some things. Mm, George Thorogood drank alone, so Ellie thinks she can drink alone. Yeah, with nobody else. And then Donna is upset about how much she upset Ellie. 
Um, and then she's worried because Ellie is acting like Jack is still alive and she's putting him on a huge pedestal and she's like, none of this is good. She wishes she had never started the damn book. Right. Yeah. But, you know. It's too late now. Too late now. It's gone. Um, Bobby wants to know what's up with Mama. And he asked JR and JR legit has no idea. He's like, is there something up with her? I don't know. Maybe it's because she's thinking about how South Fork used to be, and everybody's gone. And... Right. Well, Jr., you did drive half. Her. You did drive some of those people away. You know, <laughs> a good portion of those people away. Yeah. Uh, so then, Jr. wants to know about Bobby's decision about Christopher that he put forth in the last scene with them together. Uh, but Bobby's like, you know what? I think you're bluffing because you have as much to lose with this coming out as I do. So I think well, I'm just gonna roll with it. I don't. I think you're bluffing. How's Mama gonna react to find out that you had a child with your wife's sister? Mm-hmm. Your wife's like 19 year old sister. Like, come on. And it's all around creepy. And, uh, every bit of so it. So creepy. Right. Call my daddy. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I call me daddy. I just picture that to the. Uh, to the tune of Call Me Al by Paul Simon. <laughs> call <laughs> me Al, I love it, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Daddy. And Chevy Chase will come do the music video for you, too. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and any shot you had with Sue Ellen is going to be completely obliterated. Yeah. So you have as much to lose, JR, as I do. And then JR Counter is like, I have no more to lose than I already have because Sue Ellen already hates me right now. And Bobby's like, mm, you know what? I think I'm going to take the chance because I just feel like you're bluffing. And he walks out. And how's, how's, how's Pam going to react to find out that she has JR's kid? I, I, honestly, I don't think Pam's going to give a shit. It's Christopher at this point. But whatever. Pam, at this point, I don't, th- I don't think she cares whose parents. It could be Hitler's baby. She'd be like, whatever. It's Christopher. I don't care. You're like, this is, this is my baby of the devil. Yeah. This is Damien. Back to a very creepy, uncomfortable situation. Lucy won't eat. And Jeff Faraday is, not Jeff Faraday, Roger is munching away. One of the same, dude. I mean, they're both fucking creeps. (laughs) Roger Faraday is munching away. (laughs) On, um. Well, would you want to eat anything he made for you? No, because he totally could have poisoned it and then like knocked her out. He could have. He could have Cos- yeah. he could have Cosby'd it. Rohypnol, baby. JHB. Yeah. Cosby'd yeah. it. God. Yeah, no, I'd have to be like, you need to walk you need to make this thing from scratch in front of me, and I need right. to see every single fucking label. Or or we're gonna like call like order order me pizza and I'm gonna like bring it inside myself. You're not fucking feeding me. No, I'm not gonna and eat. Wh- and while I'm bringing it inside, I'm gonna throw the hot pizza in your face and run out the door. Good and idea. Jesus is gonna burn your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's wondering, she's like, hey, look, how much longer can you actually keep me here? Because people are going to start wondering, like, my family's going to wonder where I am. They're going to start looking like you're not going to be able to keep this up. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, because we're we're about to leave. We're going to go on the road. I'm going to sell this studio. We're going to either go to New York City. We're going to go to California. Oh, okay. We're going to be on the road. So no I one's going to find so you, baby. 
going to go to California where we're going to run into Gary and Val, who are your he parents. Doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know J.R. Ewing and family very well, does he? Like He, he doesn't. He has he no idea. He, he has no idea. He doesn't know who he's messing with. He's so stupid. He, no, he is J- a complete J-R, fucking idiot. J.R. hunted Valine down to her mama's house. In, the, in mm-hmm. West Virginia. In West like, Virginia. Right, Mount right. Mama. In the mountains. Like, he can find anybody anywhere. Like, what did yep. he tell Sue Ellen? There ain't no place you can go on God's green earth. True. I mean, r- spoiler, he found in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. JR obviously normally doesn't give a damn about what whatever goes on in Lucy's life, but when it's an outsider threatening the family. Oh, yeah. He'd step and up he'd for care. her. Yeah. yeah. And he'd care. Yeah. He, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like one of those situations where it's like, you know, you're like the older sibling who's like, nah, nah, that this one's mine to pick on all you motherfuckers leave them alone did you guys watch wednesday on netflix what's that no not yet oh, it's a show everybody says it's great it's it's the adams family new thing with wednesday adams oh yeah yeah. And yeah. there's a whole thing where like uh because pugsley is her little brother and then so she's like i am the only one allowed to pick on him basically <laughs> i was like that with my Christina brother Ricci? like uh, no, Christina Ricci is in it. She's she's yeah. actually a oh. teacher in it. Uh, but oh. it is uh, Jenna someone. I forget Wade? her name. No. I can't no. remember. But, Jenna Ortega. No, that's Jenna with, Ortega. That's the way I was with my brother. Like I was, I was terrible to him, and he still hates me for it. But nobody else was allowed to pick on him. If I was around, I'd be like, I'd get up in their face. Like I'd be like, leave him alone. Like this is this is this is my little asshole to harass. This is like, my punching bag. This yeah, is my punching like bag. Mine. Get your own. So yes. Jr. Probably the same thing. Like yeah. these these are mine. The, I They're am mine. the only one allowed to be mm-hmm. shitty. But when you mm-hmm. when you come against us, you're fucking with us all. <laughs> right. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> they band together yeah. against the outsiders, as Ellie says. Yep. I do kind of like that family dynamic because, I mean, honestly, yeah, you've got, like, the master manipulator, like, narcissist and, you know, the nice guy and the matriarch and, like, that whole thing. Some drunks thrown in there. But when the (laughs) family is threatened by outside forces, it's like, fuck everything. We're we're going to war. Yeah. So Suellen makes mac and cheese for John Ross and JR comes over. And then she – he knocks on the door. She opens it. She closes it in his face. Hey, I don't want to stand out here ringing the knocking on the door all night, uh, but I will. Mm. And they go in to talk, and they talk within like five feet of John Ross, so he can hear everything. Right, they're relying on him being too young to understand. But I feel like this is the problem with seventies and eighties parents, in that like you're exactly. arguing in front of your kids, and yeah. they can totally hear you. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um. And he explains why the Clayton thing, uh, why he did the Clayton thing. And then he tells Suellen that he's the only man that she could ever really live with. And then uh, this really strikes a nerve with Suellen because she looks like that is maybe her greatest fear, that that's true. Like that JR is the only person because she, she, despite herself, despite all of it, loves him and is super attracted to him and hates that that's true. And so she's worried that that is the only man that she could be with. And so and he and says look, that, and she's just like, oh, God. The look on her face says she's thinking that it might be true. Yeah, no, She right. doesn't even have to say anything. No, yeah, no, she knows it might be true, and she she's not happy about that, and I wouldn't be either. I get it. She's like, God damn it. Cat. 
If only I could find happiness, but I never will with you. Ah. Ah. And then we cut to JR uh, asking Ellie how she is. And she says she's fine, so he just pieces out. He says he'll have breakfast with her, but she says no, and then he's off to the office. Okay. A lot of silent emoting during this scene, when she, and then she starts to cry. Oh my god, yeah, this this is a scene, this is a Queen Barbara Balgetti's moment, because it is all about silent emoting, so this is all the, like, you might as well just take, a, like, a gulp for this one, because, uh, just, just she... Just empty the glass and refill it. Right. She She's doing the thing where she's she sits down at the table by herself in the dining room, and she is refusing to look at the seat across from her, the empty seat. And she keeps, like, kind of looking at it for a second, then nope, she's not going to do it. And she looks down, and then she keeps looking down, and then she just starts crying. She can't look at it. And the the only other person in that scene was Teresa came in in her blue Mm -hmm. outfit and brought food. Coffee or whatever she brought. Yep. Queen Barbara Mulgettys! And meanwhile, upstairs, Pam is talking about expanding her exercise studios. And Bobby's not even listening. But he covers up saying that he's concerned about uh, Mama. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, mama. I'm just totally worried about Mama. That's that's the thing. Mama. Sure. And, and, okay. and the corpse I found in the apartment. Uh, but I'm not going <laughs> right. to tell you about that. <laughs> the, the corpse with just a little bit of blood. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a and, little blood. Just a little bit. There, more of my fingerprints in the apartment than there was blood. Way more fingerprints. Mm-hmm. And they wonder what triggered this shift in Ellie's behavior. Did something happen? Or They're going to invite her out to dinner that evening. And obviously she's right. probably going to say no. Because we don't get that far. Then we cut to Wentworth to Undai. Where this is like the reverse scene to earlier in the episode. So now uh-huh. Cliff is dictating to his secretary a letter. And JR comes over. And JR brings him a gift of oil in like a fancy little canister. Hmm. Initially, at the beginning of the scene, I thought it was a champagne bottle full of oil, but then later in the yeah. end, obviously. I thought it was champagne at first, too. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's not champagne. It's oil. It's, it's a fancy little container. Um, and It's more uh, oil than he's ever going to see. <laughs> right. And JR, th- this is where JR is deciding, like, he's going to lay all the cards on the table. He's like, look, I totally fucked you over. Uh, I, I screwed you over. I set you up with the whole Wellington deal. There is no oil there. Like, have fun. I, you have now embezzled from your mother's company, and I have ruined you. <laughs> and he twists his fake mustache and pieces out. That enrages Cliff to the point where he calls Tom at the thing, at the site, and says, double the cruise and drill 24 hours a day. This is where he's goes into yeah, full he, panic mode. He panics and doubles down. Which is not great. Mm. No. Mm. Panics and doubles down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah will be cutting her album. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It comes out this month. First, you got to unfriend everybody on social media and, un- and follow, unfollow everybody. Why? When you're about to drop an album, that's what you got to do. Really? I mean, Why? I'm too cool for school. You, you yeah. never saw that? Like, um, no. Oh, you, you want to be friends with everybody? I thought you want to be friends with people. Apparently, Taylor Swift like unfollowed everybody on her public account just before she dropped a private album a few years ago. Like, oh. everybody. I don't know if that's like a, stra- a social media strategy. Like, you just Probably. unfollow everybody and then start again. Probably. 
and half the songs are probably about her breakup with Taylor Lautner or Patrick yeah. Schwarzenegger or whoever the hell she was going out Patrick with Patrick Swayze? Schwarzenegger. Oh. Schwarzenegger. Okay. So how about back, like, I don't know, in November or something, my dad had some something smart to say about Taylor Swift. On He was like, if, he, if she was playing a concert in my bathroom, I still wouldn't go. And then I played this little clip from uh, Antihero sing it when she's singing about like uh had a dream that her daughter-in-law kills her for the money and you know the family's sitting around reading the will and then like she screams out she's laughing at us up at us from hell i was like who does that sound like he's like i didn't know my mother was sending her song lyrics <laughs> you got a little smart sassy daddy <laughs> i know i was like i was like i told you taylor swift isn't that bad dad like she's like, got some good shit. I am not a Swifty, <laughs> but I have listened to a couple of her albums, and I thought that she was all right. Mm-hmm. I really like that the one that uh, folk folklore folklore. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I thought that was pretty good. There's songs off of each album that I really like. I'm not like a full hardcore Swifty, but sometimes you just listen to the lyrics and you're like, "Holy shit!" All right. I don't know if I could name a song <laughs> by her at all. But she's watching her progression. Okay, she's a woman who has really been like writing her. her own music since she was like 14 years old. She only gets shit she's, because she's a woman writing about feelings. Yeah, and she's been we've kind of watched her evolve from like mm-hmm. a teenager, which is and awkward. Now Can you imagine 30s. someone watching you since you were like a teenager and that like in the public I can't even. I'd get in a lot oh, of trouble. That would be I would be so much trouble. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get I Jody Jody Sweeten. Mm-mm. I'd be like, I'm rich, bitches. <laughs> yeah, Jody Sweeten, follow me, or Jody Sweeten. Yes, Candace Cameron Bure. Oh yeah, she's got lots of opinions. Like she does. Mm. Sarah, she needs to go. I always think about if you would have been Punky Brewster. I'm like, no, I, it would have been so much fun. It would have been fun. I feel like you would have gone fucking nuts, though. Because oh, I would have. Because she was so <laughs> nice when I met her when we were little. And that was years, years, years ago. But then Silly I watched that. Yes, but then I'm watch that thing. You told me the 90s yes, thing. Yes, yes. Um, that's so me. Like, we have so much in common. I would have recorded my entire life, too. I would have had a million VHS tapes of me and my friends. And her, bo- her boobs grew faster than her career. Well, the same thing. We both had our breast structure in the same age and everything. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Because she's only like a, like a year older than me, I think, or a year and a half. Maybe yeah, not that She's much. my age. She's my age. Yeah. And then she I had hers, and then I had mine like within like six months of when she had hers. The same age. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got Stim I got to do something about the VHS tapes that I've got with me and my brother's like stupid shenanigans around. I got to put those on DVD or not on DVD, but I got to digitize them before I lose the tapes. Although I, um, you could send them to I me, I could can... do it. Oh, okay. I do that. <laughs> I have a whole setup. That's what this computer is. Ugh, that'd be so cool, Mary. Yeah, because I I have a, a DVD VCR combo that I could I could burn them, but I oh, okay. I think I want digital files because DVDs like yeah you know yeah. Just send them to me, and I will totally do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's so funny. I actually have some old home movies that went from, like, 8-millimeter color film to VHS to DVD, and I actually put, like, big band music to them because they're silent. (laughs) Yeah. And now I really want to put them, like – I want to digitize them because DVDs can break, VHS can break. Like, shit, man, that's what I wanted to do for a living. I wanted to. I wanted to be in film preservation, <laughs> like Sage Stallone, before he uh, tragically passed away of a congenital heart defect. 
I just wanted to go sit in a studio somewhere and be like, oh my God, look at all these like old movies and the film is disintegrating. I got to do something about this. That's a whole job. And, uh, yeah. Just to give an age range, I acquired uh, a birth date on Tyler Banks, April 19th, 1979. So he was probably. He's John Ross's age, literally. That's because he was born in April 1979. <laughs> huh? Yes. He said he was about seven months when he joined the cast. Wow. And they, they referred to the baby before him as the unnamed baby because you did not have to, under a certain age, you don't have to put them in the credits. You don't credit, have to give them the, the credit. Oh, yeah. wow. Huh. Crazy. That's how a lot of kids, I'm sure, like don't even realize it's them on the show until their parents like tell them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile. Where are we? Mitch. Mitch the, the bitch arrives at South Fork. Uh looking for lucy yeah and miss ellie's like wait i thought he was with you and he's like what no well she was all excited when you call you and she thought you were gonna gonna reconcile and get back together. And he's like yeah no i was actually gonna ask for a divorce sorry about that but mm. well she then, hasn't been home in days and then mitch is worried he's like well, he, she, has, she was upset when she left holy shit we need to find her so well, well, we'll call Be- her friends Bev and Muriel and mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. if she's with them. Yep. Meanwhile, Stay tuned. Lucy is tied to a chair. Very poor, very poor job of tying very her to the chair. Very poor job of tying while Roger sleeps. <laughs> like the loosest knot I've ever seen in my entire life. That's right. Not landing. <laughs> Not landing <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> hmm. Now, this whole thing, triggering, 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 triggering. Yeah, this yeah. is very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm uncomfortable uh, at the end of the scene. It's very, very, yeah. it's, it's awful. So she does her best to get out of it. She gets out of it, and she then creeps out to the room, opens the door, which makes a noise as she's exiting, and then just runs to try to that make it out Roger, the main though. door. But it wakes Roger when she clicks the door, and I feel like... Okay, I'm just putting myself in this situation and watching a lot of true crime. I would have grabbed some sort of weapon. I would have looked around for before you do the squeaky noise. Before you do the squeaky noise, grab something so you can like stab in the eye or something to get out of there, or like get get a big like lamp and like hit it over his head so that he knock him unconscious while you're leaving. Yes, before you do that. But she doesn't think of that, and she just exits and tries to run, and he catches her. And then when he catches her, he literally, like, punches her in the face. What a dick. It's awful. Again, this is 2023. We can think, uh, oh, this is what we would have done. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, I wasn't there. And, yeah, it could have, should have, would have, because you're in that situation, and you, you may not think of that. This, But this is why I watch a lot of true crime, honestly. Love because it. I'm always like, if if I'm ever in that situation, yes. I want to know. I want to know what to do. I want to, like, know, be like, oh, I should grab a weapon or I should do this because this person survived because they did this. That's why I want exactly. it. It's like, re- it. it's research. Mm-hmm. Goes in my little file in my brain of how to get away from murderers uh-huh. and how to exactly. escape. Because you never know. Yeah. How to escape. Big one. You never know. Punky Brewster is on the prowl. She's going to escape. Yep. <laughs> Here I go. So now we go back and. Ellie calls Bobby at the office and uh, about Lucy, and he says, "Oh, he'll he'll come home." Uh, she says, "No, you don't need to do that. He'll he was going to call um, 
Captain Halloran of the Dallas PD and Sheriff Washburn and Braddock. I mean, he, he, I love this whenever there's a crisis. Mama, uh, call Ray and have him come up to the house to be with you. That's like Ray's <laughs> official duty. Yeah. Yeah. That They developed the plan and everybody has a job. Ray, yeah. come up to the house. <laughs> yeah. Which is the next scene. And the next scene, Ray and Donna have joined the worry train with um, Ellie and Mitch. You and bitch. then it's a little awkward because Donna and Ellie are still kind of arguing. So Donna tries to make amends. She's like, you know, Ellie, like, I'm sorry about all of this. And, and Ellie. We have nothing like, to talk about. I am sure you are sorry. I'm like, oh, gee, God damn Ellie. Jeez. She's not going to let it go, is she? Yeah, not going to let it go. Oof. A lot of, she's got a lot of gumption. Yeah, harsh, harsh. Gumption, <laughs> dang tornado. <laughs> No broke. And then the next scene, the police show up at Bobby's office, and Bobby's like, oh, God, thank God. Have you heard anything about my niece? And they're like, uh. Yeah, Lucy, she's missing. Isn't that why you're here? And they're like, uh, no, we're here because of Jeff Faraday, who is dead. And we'd like to take you uh, downtown. And Bobby's like, going downtown. Fuck. (laughs) Okay. And then freeze frame, Bobby's face. And scene. And scene. And because it's Bobby and not JR, we need to drink twice. It's a double doozy night. (laughs) (laughs) How's your liver? (laughs) Not so good. Okay, so I am going to give this episode 4.25 bourbons. And a fancy bottle of crude oil. Hmm. I feel I'm. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Mm, okay. I'm gonna give this four point zero bottles of bourbon, bourbons, whatever. And uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm gonna give this uncontrollably. Wait, an uncontrollably crying Lucy in a creepy fucking photo shoot. I know. That's probably my favorite part of the home. And her getting punched in the face, too. (laughs) That's probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Oh, yeah. And her getting punched in the face. I just like (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) Pass the clicker. Sorry. Go, Josh. Pass the clicker. Well, there are, (laughs) to point out, there are three episodes left in this season after this. Okay, so close. Three so of the best episodes of the season, by the way. Season and, six. And, uh, you know, the the crap is starting to accumulate around the fan here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with a 4.4. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a, an apartment full of Bobby's fingerprints Ooh. all over mm-hmm. yeah, every, Everywhere. <laughs> I was say, is there something you didn't touch, you fucking idiot? Yeah. He when when they were at commercial, he actually went into the bathroom and took a crap. Uh, Probably just like then, left it there. He's like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna like just cut myself and like leave some a blood smear on the mirror. I'm gonna shave and take a shower in the bathroom and leave mm-hmm. the laser in the <laughs> Here's a whole palm print. Maybe some toe prints. I'm, I'm going to go over and make a sandwich while I'm here, too. Because <laughs> I didn't have lunch. Leave a semen sample. I was about to Whatever. say that. I, I, was, I was right there. 
<laughs> I was getting to it. <laughs> danger needle dripped. <laughs> Don't put your danger noodle in your suitcase if you go to the airport, by the way. So I'm going to give this 4.25 bourbons and solar panels. JR, you fucking idiot. <laughs> a five fucking on that idiot. One. God. What are you thinking? Solar energy. Yes. Always invest in that. Always, the fu- in, always the invest. Yes. Always Don't. invest in something that sounds like a really good fucking idea, even if you think it's dumb. Yeah. yeah because Just a little bit away. It could take off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, you stupid shite. Mm-hmm. No. Don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. Unless you're the okay. Easter Bunny. All right. So join us next time when we talk about Season 6, Episode 24, Episode 101, The Investigation. Da-da-da. And in the meantime, you should check out our new website, ewingbbq.com. Uh, after Dallas, which is the other Dallas podcast with our friend and, um, get your last minute donations into, if you'd like to, uh, to the Jim Davis Memorial Fund, cause that's going to be ending very soon here in March. So if that's something you'd like to donate to do that, send us a message, whatever. And we will let everybody know how awesome you are for donating to that as well. So um, I've seen there's people donating have not messaged us, but if you did, we'd like to tell your name. So come on and do it. Unless you want to be anonymous. Unless you'd like to be anonymous. And stay tuned. We do have um, our first after the barbecue. Yes, that is coming. uh, Coming up with Omri Katz, the Mm. first of our celebrity guests, cast guest members of uh, the show during this 45th anniversary year that we celebrate Dallas. And remember to hashtag everything Dallas 45. Dallas 45. And remember that Dallas is coming out in HD soon on the new whatever HBO Max. I think it's HBO Max is turning into the Max. I feel like they're they're calling it. And it's supposed to come out this spring. It was going to be the summer and they bumped it up to the spring. So, I mean, if you don't have that, you should get it. Because it's going to be amazing. Like, just the quality. Yes. Mm. And we've, we've seen some uh, still shots leaking yeah. online. Of it looks amazing. Like- yeah, I'm so excited. I, I am so excited that we get to watch, in my opinion, my favorite seasons are going to, we're going to be able to watch in HD. I was going to say, the ones coming up. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, this is my first of my favorite seasons. Because I like basically season five through season, like, 11. Those are my favorites. So um, This is where basically yeah. they put the pedal to the metal and step on the accelerator on this show. And, uh, yes. Yeah. I love this the mid-80s shit. The mid-80s stuff is my favorite. It's, just, it's starting. So, yay. And one of your favorite people is going to turn up soon. Soon in a season, oh, a little over a season. Plus. A little season over plus, a season. Yeah. When does my April show okay. up? She shows up in Seven? right after. Season nine ten? or ten, depending on how you number it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was eight. But, um, no, 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 because she shows up um, at when. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. But Sarah, you're, you're an April fan? Mm-hmm. I like so April, gonna, too. April is my 
my person to Bobby like Jenna is for Mary to Bobby. Yeah. And April's a second for me and Pam's a third. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? Oh, God. Burning of the lady parts. <laughs> I'm still there. God. Damn. No. Tabasco, <laughs> motherfucker. Tabasco, Oh, God. Next on Dallas. It's costing you over $25,000 a day. Frankly, I wouldn't risk another penny on that well. Wouldn't it be nice if we sent Cliff a monument? A monument? Yes. To greed and stupidity, you're going to have to drop your price. I could drop that to a couple hundred thousand dollars. We're talking millions. Mr. Cliff Barge's only source of income is going to be if he sets up a table down on Elm Street and sells apples if he's not in jail. Jail? Just what is it he did? He borrowed some money he can't pay back. <laughs>